Hello there. Hi. Oh, hi, everyone. Welcome to Crafter Classics. We didn't 80s edition? It is. We didn't hear you there. Anyway. Very quiet. <laughs> we'll just keep talking. And you can chip in, chime in whenever you want. Hello. Still can't hear you. <laughs> oh, well. I guess we'll have to live with it. Yeah, it's all right. There's a void. It's all good. <laughs> Uh, Is that a cursed void? Does that have anything to do with the movie that we're watching? I don't believe in curses. Really. As long as it ends up in a museum. Does it, though? <laughs> uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> so we take an 80s movie and watch it and see why the 80s are the way that they are. And why we are the way that we are. Coming up through the 80s? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we are uh, going to watch uh, the movie that launched a franchise. Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, that's a misnomer. This is just Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, yeah. No one knew who the hell he was in this movie till after this movie. And then it was <laughs> Indiana Jones and this and Indiana Jones and this. He names the dog Indiana. <laughs> I'm sorry, wrong movie. That's all right. We don't get Sean Connery. Yet. We get Karen Allen. Yay! Playing a uh, tough damsel in distress. I love her so much. She's kind of badass in here. Yeah. Even though she still falls into the same tropes of, save me, Indy, save me. Yeah, the whole stuck in a basket thing is... Uh... <laughs> yeah. For the most part, she holds her own, though. Yeah. Yeah, I just watched this last week. Good, good. I'm going to watch it again. Excellent. It's been a couple of years for me. I have seen it a good 20, 25 times. Oh, yeah, so, I've definitely yeah. seen it a lot. Still kind of confused by the ending, but we'll get there. Yeah? Uh, yeah, well, um, the uh, religious aspects and properties of certain items, the end of the movie, I don't get it. But we'll get there. Okay. That's a, that's a curtain call thing. <laughs> this movie is full of uh, religious iconography and legend, and I'm not sure if they actually uh, are following <laughs> biblical uh, canon correctly or not. Kinda? I don't know. <laughs> I know I've kind of read up on the Ark before, and I mean, yeah, people carried it around forever and ever, and then suddenly, poof, it was gone. Pretty much. Mm, so, did it exist? <laughs> Does it still? Did it need to for the legends to be effective? That's probably true. <laughs> yeah. But will a tough macho man save the Bible from the Nazis? Not if there's snakes. Mm. Does he overcome that fear, though? No. That's a topic for debate, too. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of snakes in this movie. And he deals with it. He hates them, though. Yeah? He hates snakes. If you hate them, are you afraid of them, though? Eh. That's a good question. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess tough guys aren't afraid of snakes. They just hate snakes. <laughs> we'll go with that. Uh... Yeah, this is... um. Sort of your archaeological version of A Fistful of Dollars. It's a lot of action and um, substance, I'm not really sure. 
What is there to get out of this movie? A rip-roaring good time, that's why. Exactly. But, uh, you know, meaning and morals and takeaway value. It belongs in a museum! And Nazis are bad. I thought that was just universal truth. True, but uh, sometimes it helps to get a refresher <laughs> on that. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, a little reminder, especially these days. And if you're fighting around a plane, know where the propellers are. Mm-hmm, yes, very much so, yes. <laughs> My main takeaway from this movie was always, if you associate with Nazis, your face will melt. <laughs> <laughs> and you deserve it. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yes. Trying to think of what's a problem in here. It belongs in a museum. Is that a problem, though? Yeah. You can have that museum discussion again, like in The Mummy. Stealing artifacts to take them away from their country for the sole purpose of letting white people look at them? Yeah, that's a problem. Well, yes. But it was found in Egypt, where it was stolen and hidden originally. By, you know, not white people. Only for the white people to find it. Well, what about the idol that he steals in the beginning of the movie? Oh, that's the thing. I'm not even sure why he was going after that. Because it belongs in a museum! (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Hey. It doesn't belong amongst the people that revere it, know what it is, like have reverence for it, respect for it. They can never even get to it. Cultural history, like surrounding it like no it belongs in a museum that's a fucking problem true i really can't contest that (laughs) but since you're turning into a broken record perhaps we should start this movie (laughs) before they put me in a museum yeah anyway (laughs) wax museum we'll be back with intermission impressions and um dates Bad dates. Yes. Dead monkeys. So sad. And death really stalks Indiana Jones. But he never dies. Just everyone around him. (laughs) Monkeys and He's an archaeologist in the 30s. That's a very dangerous profession. Was it? Was it really? Sure. This does not paint the most accurate picture of archaeology. In the 30s? Maybe slightly in the 30s, because yes, you had Nazi archaeology going on. And of course, they were going to kill and maim and poison to get what they wanted. Not Mm. that what they wanted was actually real and that they found it, but that's a different story. I mean, Tutankhamun was the 20s. Yeah, so... How many of those archaeologists died? They're all dead now. Archaeology-related mishaps? Only like two. Only like two. There's no such thing as the curse of Tutankhamun. No. It's a bunch of coincidence. Just showing how dangerous it was to be an archaeologist back in the day. (laughs) No, honestly, in South America, he he deserved it. That's what he was doing. Yeah, Yeah, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, Why? Why, why the fuck are you taking this away from the local tribe who are clearly want to kill you for trying to take it? 
There, this, there's one of the problems with this movie, depiction of the locals, where whatever country it happens to be in. I'm sure it's accurate for an Amazon tribe, but it's still... They're probably the best It still so breeds far. stereotypes, you know, poison darts. Because and... the people with the Nazi when he went to visit Marion were pretty stereotypically terrible. And most of the extras in Cairo are stereotypically bad. Well, they're at least stereotypically easily swayed by the bad side. You can easily bribe them into your employ or what have you. Yeah. They are uh, nameless, faceless, lineless characters who just do the grunt work. Yeah. Of course. Of course. It doesn't have to be that way. But that's how they it always is in these movies. Of course, that's how they did it. Yeah. The people of color are nothing there but to do the labor. Add flavor to the seeds. <laughs> At least we have people in Egypt that look like they're supposed to be from Egypt. Uh, this could just be a sea of white people in the middle of Cairo. <laughs> I'm not entirely convinced that half of them weren't in brown face, so... Well, this is the 80s. Yeah. For the most part, I don't think we were doing that anymore. I say that with a large grain of salt. Yeah, I was going to say, tell me again when we do short circuit. Oh. Um. <laughs> I retract my statement. <laughs> we were doing plenty of brown face in the 80s. Fair enough, man. Black face, no. But brown face, definitely still a thing. Because we couldn't do black face anymore. That's the brown face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Decent amount of red face, too. Well, yeah, it's never gone out of style. Uh, I'm extremely miffed at Jones's approach to Marion and their relationship. Uh, yeah. There was whatever happened ten years ago. When she was 16. Was that sad? I don't know if she it was She just said sad. she was young. She, she was, was still said a kid. She, was, she said she was a child, and I think it comes up that she's 26. Okay. I think. I don't remember. It's been a minute since I actually, like, dug into that. Yeah, I don't recall her age, but yeah, she was young, and, you know, he fell for her because pretty girl is one weakness. Yep. And led to a falling out with her dad. And then once there was a reason to go find her... He knew exactly where she was, where to go, and it was just because he wanted something that she had. Yep. So the vibe is, for ten years, you knew exactly where she was, and you could have easily just gone and said, Hey, Marianne, how are you? Sorry, I'm an asshole. But instead, <laughs> it's ten years of, I'm a serious asshole. Yep. But now I'm back, because I want that gimme. And I will pay you for it. Though it is really convenient, she just has it around her neck. Well, she knows its value. I don't know. Something but like out that. of all the things that her dad had, yeah. why just that? It's just one of those nice conveniences for the story. Okay, apparently she was 15 according to the novelization. No. That adds a level, Indiana. They were together for a year or two. Okay, so she was 16, maybe 17 when he split. Yeah. and Right before she became legal. Indiana was uh, 10 years her senior, so yeah. Anyway. That's encouraging. Right. It's at least not a um, lustful relationship. 
I mean, we get f- kind of far into the movie before anything real physical happens with them. Eh, yeah. I like, though, that she insinuates that I'm your partner now. Yeah. You you want me to give you this fucking thing? Well, you're not going to have it. I'm just going to go with you and work with you as an equal. I'm carrying this Whether you shit, like it or not. You're stuck with me. Yep. No, I guess thankfully she wasn't carrying it at the time when she went in the basket. Yeah. That was a nice convenience. I forget how she escaped being blowed up. It's been a minute. The idea is that it was a different basket that got put in the truck, I guess. I don't remember. I don't think they really bring up that. Just all of a sudden she's tied up at the yeah. digging site and we don't know she's why. not yeah. seriously burned. You know? That's <laughs> yeah, weird. Again, just a nice little convenience that you don't want to think about for the story. Otherwise yeah, it'll fall apart. You can't think too much with this story. It's... Not great. I think it's a thing that bugs me. This is a story about archaeology. But if you think about it too much, it falls apart, which sort of uh, discounts like, the whole... Ridiculous. You need hard facts for archaeology. Yep. Well, this isn't the kind of archaeology you need hard facts for. This is 1930s archaeology. This is occultist archaeology. Yeah. With a lot of luck. Didn't start needing facts until, like, the 60s. Well, it depends on the archaeologist. Yeah. I assume Carter wanted the facts when he was doing Tut's tomb. Uh, did he want the facts or did he want the loot? Under the veneer of scientific respectability. Okay, under the veneer, yeah. I'd say, well, it's all in a museum now, not in his palatial mansion, which he never had. I don't know. It's again that discussion. Is archaeology looting or is it... How much cataloging and like stuff did they actually do? I mean, I know they took some pictures and whatnot, but... Nowadays, they're, like, very meticulous about noting the exact location of everything. True. The state in which it was found and all that stuff, so... And part of that came through trial and error over time, so... Yeah, yeah. Oh, we should have thought of this when we dug it up 40 <laughs> years ago. Whoops. Yeah. I'm sort of kind of defending archaeology here, but I know that I can't defend it too far. <laughs> if it's a uh, sordid history. Yeah. At least here, all we're doing is trying to one-up the Nazis and find it ourselves. Yeah. Which I'm all for that. <laughs> Anytime the Nazis lose, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. It is an interesting optics thing, though, how many non-Aryan people are in the Nazis' employ in this movie. <laughs> well, that's kind of how it goes. Nazis use whatever they could to get their job the, the They job will done, use but, you until yeah. your use has been... Uh, yeah. Fully used, and then you're done. Yeah. We never see Eye Patch Guy again, do we? Once he poisons the dates. I don't think so. I don't know if he comes back. Well, his monkey's dead, so there's no reason for him to come back. He's still got hands and poison. Can we try again? Can he? Can he really? He only exists for the sake of the monkey. The guy with the eye patch is really just there to look menacing that in the background and then poison the dates. You know, what's this monkey up to? What's he got to do with the man with the eye patch? Oh my god. <laughs> this is again one of those movies that it's a lot of fun and it's very entertaining if you don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When he's telling the story of the arc and everything that he knows about it, and some of that is, I guess, rooted in biblical canon, but some of it's definitely not. I don't know enough about that to be sure, but yeah. For me, it's the whole, the staff and the medallion 
that seems way too pseudosciencey. Yeah, for me to seems think that's fabricated. Would be true. I mean, okay, if you if the ark did exist and you did steal it and hide it in a spot, I get that you would want it some sort of cryptic puzzle thing. Yeah, so but it the wasn't whole, easily found. Yeah, there's the, <laughs> the map room and the sun at the crystal at the right time of day. Right time of day also needs to be the right day because mm-hmm. the sun's in a different place every day. Exactly. If you're six months off, it's going to be totally different than. <laughs> and I'm sure the Egyptians knew that. Yeah. They at least had some idea of astronomy and yep. the course of the sun. I'm sure, they planned for that. But did the Nazis? The British archaeologists clearly didn't, so... Or I guess they were the American archaeologists? That's a little un... Well, he's an American archaeologist. He knows all, and he's the greatest. Of course he is. Well, wherever he's from, they're, they don't know... Nope. <laughs> of course, the um, French guy is the adversary. Well, yeah, the French are evil by nature. Didn't you know that? I guess the call them evil. I just figure they caved real easily. That's the stereotype that we have of French people ever since the war. Ever since World War II. Yeah. This is supposedly before World War II, so... But the movie was made after World War II, well, yeah. so of course that stereotype's already in there. Of course there's a French guy colluding with the Nazis. <laughs> That's what the French do. Jeez, Not surrender monkeys. Just recently. Uh... uh... Moving forward here, we just keep descending into pseudoscience and coincidence, don't we? And magical knowledge that seems to be half-remembered with no basis in reality, yet 100% correct. Mm -hmm. My favorite bit of that is when he's in the map room. Yeah. And he does it himself, and it's just perfect the first time. Yep. Including finding the right hole to put the staff in. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And he gets really far without the Nazis finding him. Takes until daybreak when they're like, why are they digging on that hill? <laughs> no, it sounds like I hate this movie, but I don't. It's a fun movie. No, as long as you're not analyzing it critically. Yeah. Um, this makes for an awkward episode here. Sorry, folks. Yes. Shall we get back to it? I suppose we shall. All right. We'll come back for curtain call and face melting. Yay, melted Nazis. Woohoo! <sighs> melting Nazis, yay. Deus ex machina. Sort of. Only God can stop the Nazis. It's not a message no, I want. No, it's only Americans. Okay. <laughs> I've got a couple questions here. You're going to hate this, but... Uh, not necessarily. My big issue, and I brought this up at the beginning, is why the hell does the Ark do that when they open it? I have no idea. Like, what, what does any of that have to do with, with anything? <laughs> it's one thing to open it up and find it just full of sand without the tablets in there. Okay, fine. Well... That's kind of funny. I mean, sand's kind of... They could be the tablets. That's probably what it is, Yeah. yeah. It started off as chunks, and you carry it around, bouncing and jostling. Eventually, it wears down to sand. But try explaining that to Hitler. (laughs) Yeah, that's hard. But then light appears in sand, and and then laser eyes shoot out at all the Nazis. And Sand gives you laser eyes, duh. At least holy sand touched by Moses. Sure. 
And we'll then, go with that. But then face melting and demons going around. Well, they're not demons. demons. There they were ladies that. But then she's face is melted. Her face changed. Yeah. Yeah, melted like, into a skull, like like everything else melted into a skull around her. It's just except a, for the bo- guy that opened the box, because he his head exploded. He didn't open the box. Oh, he didn't open the. He just no, stood there just and stood said there. the Hebrew stuff. That's right. And had, of course, other people do it for him, because that's all that he does in this entire movie. Is everybody else does everything for him. Yeah. And all he does is drink and give Marion a wedding dress. <laughs> but it's just a bunch of nonsense special effects. Is is that God? I've, I've always been confused by it. The only thing I could ever figure out is, well, everyone in there is just bad, and that's God coming in and smiting them. But aren't Jones and Marion good? Why'd they have to shut their eyes and not look at it? Yeah, it's... I know I'm asking a lot, but these are questions I've had for many years. My other question that I've never thought of before, but really is bugging me now. Yeah. If they knew they were digging in the wrong place, why did they still go and find it? They knew that they were digging for it in the wrong place. Maybe they would eventually have found it. What, the Nazis? Yeah. Why did he end up go looking for it and lead them right to it? If he knew that they were looking for it in the wrong place. Oh, Indy? Yeah. Sorry, I'm kind of harking back to the first half. He had to find the loss. He had to find the ark himself. Hubris? Cruel, cruel hubris? Pretty much. Okay. He had to get to it first. Of course. By being super obvious about it. Because that's what the script called for. I have to find (laughs) it first so that Belloc can then take it from me. Because that happens like three or four times in this whole movie. (laughs) Yep. Okay, thank you for humoring me. Yeah, I just no worries. wanted to vocalize those questions because they were bugging me. <laughs> yeah, I am kind of sad that I've had to watch this movie with such a critical eye now. It just... Yeah. Turn your brain off and it's a fantastic ride. Pay any amount of attention and it's just like, what? Thinking about it does ruin it a little what? bit. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's made even worse by the fact that we... We never see Marion again. Yeah, we do. Oh, she's in Crystal, Crystal Skull. Skull, isn't she? Yeah, but he goes off and has alliances with yeah, other yeah. women in between. Well, Temple of Doom is a prequel, but yeah, there's the How other far back of a prequel was it during those ten years when yeah. he had completely abandoned her? And It's like five years before this or uh-huh. something. So, yeah. That tracks. Yeah. And then there's a crusade when he buddies up to a Nazi. Of course, he yeah. didn't know that. <laughs> But once he did find out, he still tried to save her. Yeah. But that's all par for the course when it comes to Indiana Jones. All the women want him. And he only occasionally wants some of them some of the time. I have a question. Mm. Why do we think Marion's actually tough? She puts up a great front. She puts up a great front. But... Aside from maybe almost escaping the tent by faking drunkenness and waving a knife around, Mm -hmm. what does she actually do? He did a little stuff in the bar in the beginning. Well, yeah. He shot a guy and hit the dude with the log on fire. Yeah. Beyond that, though, she's not really given much opportunity. Well, there would be a lot more opportunity if she were actually tough. I suppose. I got one more for you. Yeah. With the plane, and she just takes she the blocks and knocks in. the guy out and yeah. starts shooting up the place. 
There's things, but the but script. But she got really... herself locked into the plane. Exactly, and... the script keeps ruining it for her. All right. I say fair, that she is fair. pretty damn tough, but she had the problem of having a male <laughs> screenwriter. <laughs> that's fair. They at least. I'll go with that. Give them the benefit of the doubt <laughs> that they tried. <laughs> they tried to make Marion tough. But they also had to <laughs> shoehorn her into the damsel in distress role, and they just didn't try to do a very good job. Yeah, of in the end, neither works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'd say ultimately right. they were trying to do you know a positive, tough female role, and yeah. also ever can be be completely helpless and have to be saved by Indy repeatedly. That may have just come been inserted in rewrites. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It feels kind of tacked on. It kind of does. Know? Yeah. Like ultimately, it seems like they wanted her to be the tough one, but of course, she does kind of fall for him again in the end. And the whole they must have switched baskets thing pisses me off because there was no opportunity for them to switch baskets in the like two seconds between we clearly hear her screaming out of that basket and mm-hmm. then they set it in the truck. Like, there's no. What? No, yeah. no. That no. At least there's not like a complete sex scene. There's not a fully committal. No, because he falls thing. asleep. <laughs> yes, we start to go that way. She starts the kissing, and but then he passes out, and it's done. Yeah, that there's something endearing to that. More stuff like that needs to happen in movies. Mm-hmm. That was hilarious. Because it could have just been a James Bond thing of. Oh yeah. Now it's time for my conquest. Since I have a moment of peace. While I'm recovering from this gunshot wound. I'm not fighting. Better be fucking. (laughs) Yeah. It didn't go that way, though. Yeah. I suppose if you're not thinking about it, you might assume that it happened. Yeah. It was asleep and being a baby. Or passed out from blood loss. Same difference. Darn people can't handle losing two or three pints of blood. What the hell? No, you went a long way from getting shot to actually getting a little treatment for it. Like I said... Can't handle your blood loss. Mm. Terrible. But he's a tough American man. Of course he can handle his blood loss. <laughs> oh, lordy. I mean, this is very much fistful of dollar situation. No, it isn't. This is way more fun. Well, this is better. You're correct. But it is a, if you don't think about it, it is entertaining and you can think of it as good. Though this is better. This is way better. Quite a bit better, yes. <laughs> Just using that as an example is recent one that we watched. Yeah. You're just trying to make Fistful of Dollars seem good in some way. No, not really. And That's just what's fresh in my mind. <laughs> and it really wasn't, especially when you compare it to Yojimbo. Well, yes. At least here it feels like we may have learned something, even though it was mostly all incorrect bullshit. You don't fuck with God. I mean, that's straight up. Well, yes, but... There's things that trample biblical canon. I know, well, the whole deal with the Ark, there's many stories in the Bible that the Ark had been stolen by various people at different times. And any time someone other than the Israelites had the Ark, misfortune befell them. Yeah. Quite hardcore, like plagues and shit out of Exodus, you know. Like, the Philistines took it, and several cities were destroyed, I believe. And they were like, um, here, take it back. We, <laughs> we don't, don't want, want it. it. 
But in yeah. here, the Egyptians steal it and seal it in a tomb for a thousand years and or three thousand years, yeah. however long it was. Almost three thousand years. And all that we hear is that the city was buried in sand. Was that the punishment for? Yeah, it was a year-long sandstorm it? that happens. Okay, but why wouldn't it have gone back to the Israelites? Because it was buried in sand. Uh, I feel like God would have thought that through a bit more. Are you familiar with the God of the Old Testament? Touche. Uh, Thinking and planning are not necessarily his strong points. That came later, <laughs> after he had children. Maybe. That's also still up for debate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to debate God. Just uh, pointing up the movie plot holes. Or something, I don't know. Another issue I have with the Ark. <laughs> yes. Why is it in gold? Because gold Like it is, is ornate valuable. and opulent and it's like a fucking golden calf. That but seems it's okay to go when against it's actually the shit that's God. written on the tablets inside the Ark. It's okay when it's actually God. Is it? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. We'll go with it. Why not? There's no graven image of God on there. It's just we built him a nice house. Full of nice things. Well, full of the shattered remains of his. Well, the, the outside rules. is nice, plated with nice things. <laughs> I guess that's just an allegory for the church itself. He built God a nice place with beautiful shit inside. He gilded the lily. Mm-hmm. So it's okay if it's for the one true Lord. I guess. Yes, that backs up the whole killing in the name of God and yep. coveting in the name of God yep. and st- stealing in the name of God yep. and all the other. So long as it's doing it in the name of God, you can do the stuff that the commandments say you can't do. Yep. I understand now. <laughs> 3,000 years of human history. <laughs> How convenient. Just like this movie. Oh, so convenient. That's really my biggest issue in here is the convenience factor. You don't think about it, and then when you do, it's like, God damn it. That's why you just don't think about it. Mm -hmm. It's amazing fun when you're not trying to take it seriously. Then you try to take it seriously, and it just completely falls apart. Yeah, so we will go back to uh, not taking it seriously. Hooray! As we move on to another movie that we probably shouldn't take ter- seriously, but we will. Learn from our folly. Just yeah. enjoy the movie. Don't take it seriously. Don't think about it. Enjoy us. You're welcome. Losing our enjoyment. Your schadenfreude is our gift to you. <laughs> so we say thanks for uh, paying for us. Yay. Those of you who uh, paid to get this early. Thank you. We'll see y'all next month. And everyone else next week yeah regular regular classics every friday you want this early there is the patreon slash cracker classics we need money to gold plate things and revere them as if they're for god i got an email told me i told me i could get the ark of the covenant only (laughs) only 170 dollars let's say how much did you have to send well, I will send $170 as soon what? as more people support What's us on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We, we should do a special thing. If our supporters get us to $170, we'll open the Ark of the Covenant live 
Where in Greece? I don't know. Wherever. <laughs> I think they're going to mail it to me. I don't remember what the details were. Anyway. you got to go in that warehouse and find the right box. <laughs> Do it all yourself. Here's a crowbar. No, they said it was in hand. So, you know, I think I guess they already raided the, the warehouse. big hand. Well, it means they have it. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, thank you all for listening. And stay tuned for updates on this ARC thing. We'll see. Thank you, bud. Bye.